Um, which, by the way, America's Funniest Home Videos is way ahead of its time for how much we kind of obsess around, you know, TikTok or funny videos or mm-hmm. fail videos or whatever. Uh, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Good, good on like you, the, Bob. It's like the, the alligator, you know? It doesn't need to keep evolving. It's already, it, nature has figured out a form. <laughs> and it did it back in a long time. But it's a form that works. Mm-hmm. Show someone getting punched in the nuts. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Well, this quick clip was someone lighting a decent-sized firecracker and putting it in the toilet. So now I don't know what a... Uh, like, if I, I want to say M80, because that's kind of the, the go-to thing to say, but I have no idea how big that is or what that actually looks like. But if it's like, uh, I don't know, an index finger or a little bit bigger than an index finger's worth of stick of boom, um, <laughs> what do you think happened? Have, have you ever, have you get, let me just start with, have you guys ever done something like that, flushing uh, fireworks? Seen it done in, in movies? And I was like, ha ha, that's a joke people do. No idea. Okay, um... Rachel B. Um, Mahoney. Ben, I, really, I should have just said, Ben, have you ever done this? <laughs> ben, that time that you did this, uh, well, you've come to the right what place. What happened when you did this? So, okay. So, Rachel B. Mahoney. Yes. Rachel B. Mahoney. Yes. I have not flushed that down that. However, uh, if you read any stuff from The Who and you find out about Moon the Loon or about Entwistle, who encouraged him to do a lot and, and participated, they would throw M80s down toilets. And now I'll tell you a story real quick that my friend and I were making uh, mite moms. <laughs> mite moms. Uh, and and the, this kind we were making this day were from little CO2 canisters like that might pow- power a BB gun, fill them with gunpowder and put a wick in them. And for some reason, after we lit it, it's like, where to, you know, where to put it? He now like, what? <laughs> he put it and lit it at the same time into a pile of bricks. You know, bricks got holes in them, you know? They have, yeah. they have like, oh, three yeah. holes in one of those kinds of bricks. And it's like, he did that, and we ran, but I was like, as soon as he did it, it's like, well, won't all the bricks explode and shards of bricks go everywhere? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened! <laughs> and then we went over and looked, and a bunch of the bricks were gone, of course, and there was a huge hole in his dad's metal shed because it blew bricks through it. Like, <laughs> this guy's yeah. extremely smart, by the way. He's, for real, he's extre- extremely intelligent. You just described mining. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you do that? It blows the fucking toilet up. If you have like a firecracker, no. But you just put it in a little ceramic thing. What do you? It blows the toilet. That's what Moon used to do. Would be blowing toilets up in hotels. Yeah. So to back to what Corey said is like, yeah, I know that's a thing from movies or indoor cartoons, and as uh. did I. And I think that's probably what this person also thought. Like. As far as your friend to the point of lighting and then thought, wait yes. a second. Because then in a cartoon or something, what happens is water squirts out and gets your butts <laughs> wet. No, it doesn't make all the build, all the toilets in the building squirt water out and make their butts wet. It blows the toilet up, you dingus. What, what, wait, what are the percentages? Like one out of a hundred? We should try. That'd be sweet. <laughs> sure. It'd be worth it. Well, uh, the exciting conclusion, he dropped it in the toilet and the entire bowl exploded and exactly as Ben described, physics won, physics won this time. Welcome listeners who are our fan base we call Lil' Cap and Travis, and a super secret welcome to our super secret fan club, The Hoggies. Uh, 
and mem- for members of our super secret fan club, the Hoggies, press up and start on controller two when the lion roars to sync this podcast with any video game. <laughs> when the lion roars. <laughs> uh, and I mentioned video games because, as we know, this is a video game movie adaptation podcast focusing on how the hell can it be this hard to translate flashing lights set to music into flashing lights set to music? It's one-to-one, people. <laughs> it's one-to-one. As far as I can see, it's one-to-one. Movie, movie adaptations of video games are, by and large, terrible. We can, mm-hmm. I think, all agree on that. That's true. Um, uh, but it shouldn't be that hard. My, my daughter will sit and play Hades, and I will watch her for an hour. I will play Bioshock, and my wife will watch me for the entire time. You can sit and watch someone playing a video game. You, how do you have to change it so much to be so right. bad? You're right. It shouldn't be hard. They're all terrible, but it won't stop Hollywood from trying and trying again. From trying and focusing on the absolute worst part and wrongest idea of a video game and what makes it fun or why people are watching it. The quintessential example of this is the Super Mario Brothers movie in which great like millions of dollars are spent on sets and writing to explain why Mario can jump real high, (laughs) higher than his head, not just even that crazy high, where the fireballs come from and why it's the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, the dumbest things that didn't need to be explained at all. Especially old games like that. In that era... Not a lot of games had such a well-developed backstory. What's the backstory of Centipede? I don't know. Um, uh, so Biological evolution, I guess. <laughs> but in this case, you are... Honestly, Ben, the manual might just say kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, you know, there is a story. You know, you're a plumber. Like in the beginning of the instruction booklet, it says it. You know, you're a pl- somehow the uh, the thing. There's a Koopa Kingdom. He captures it. There's a guy. You got to go get him. You were a plumber. You got into this world. There's a thing when they did a cartoon. It kind of made sense, and that and like is in his in as much as it was similar to the video game. If you watched the cartoon, you'd go, "Oh, this is Mario Brothers, right?" But if you watch that movie and no one told you, you might go, you know the weirdest thing is? Those guys almost look like the Super Mario Brothers. But there's no, I mean, they aren't, but you won't believe how close. If you had no idea and you were watching Alien 3 and someone's like, this is Super Mario Brothers, the movie. You'd be like, wait, what? It's what? You know. Which one's Mario? They killed him off in Alien 2. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like why like and and also as Ben said, the game came with a brief story that was fine for us. No one was up in arms going, you know what my head canon is about Mario when he jumps and blah blah. No, no, it's written in the book. We were like, fine, I will buy this and stare at it for hours at a time. If you yes. put it on a bigger screen, I would have stared at it for an hour while eating popcorn. You idiots. <laughs> you didn't have to change all this stuff. Uh I had recently seen part of I think it was the Street Fighter movie. Um, Street Fighter, mm. you guys know that game. Well, oh, yeah. the game is yes. two guys fight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> two men enter, <laughs> enter the challenge fight. The light deck, and yeah. they beat up in front of an F-16? Yeah. So, okay, imagine, imagine while you're playing that game, if you're like, I wonder what kind of chemicals allows Guile to do a sonic boom punch. 
No. <laughs> Imagine if while you're playing that game, you're like, I wonder what kind of weird experiments allowed Dalsim to, like his mom fucked some taffy or something. And they explain why he can stretch and there's no reason for it. They explain why Blanc is a weird monster full of electricity. At no point did I need any of this. Yeah. And if I needed any of it, you can do it a lot quicker. Guess what? There's a whole bunch of movies called the X-Men movies and they do this. There are people with powers. And then they get right to the fucking stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think you just nailed the problem is set it like for whatever reason these movie adaptations have to take place in the real world where it's like, nope, just just set it in a world where powers exist. Just yeah. be the thing that it already was. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it I mean, there was I mean, let's there was the Super Mario Brothers movie. That one was universally terrible. Like I just said, the Street Fighter one, why would you ever have to explain any of that non-stuff? Uh, I'm pretty sure, and this is this may just be in something I'm making up right now for fun, but in the Double Dragon movie, I think they go to great lengths to explain how they were triplets, but one died in utero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just dumb stuff. Uh, there's a Wing Commander movie. You guys ever play Wing Commander? No. That's probably... all right. Guess what? Were you worried about how the humans were able to jump to light speed? I am now. No, no. not... Yeah, well, it turns out only a couple of them can do the math real fast. What is, why, why do we have to do this? Yeah. It doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Um, they never did a Pac-Man movie. So I had thought of Pac-Man as this, Corey, as like, well, yeah. that was a big thing. And they did capitalize on that with a whole bunch of crap. There's, there's a song, Pac-Man Fever. There was a Saturday morning cartoon when we were kids about Pac-Man. Um, that was pushing it. But the thing is, it's like, as you say, you don't need the explanation. You already liked the game. No one's like, they're playing it and they get to level two. They're like, wait a minute. He should be full by now. There's no way he's still hungry. There's no way. What, does he have a tapeworm? All right, well, a tapeworm. All right, a tapeworm. Wait, ghosts, don't, ghosts aren't real? Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. So, yeah, trying to oh, explain Oh, he's like it. crazy and he's imagining that he's hallucinating the ghost. Okay, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. It's about mental okay. illness. Yeah, 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 that's fun. <laughs> but, so, yeah, trying to make it the real world, that's the thing. But the weird, it, the weird bit is that somehow they've never been able to do this. Maybe there is one, I don't know, but it seems like they can't figure out how to do it. It's amazing. It's like, I understand that there's a framework for making a movie where it's like, here's the backstory of our characters and here's why we should root for them. I get those kind of things. But I don't think we need to go to like this level of, well, well, who's Kubert's love interest? <laughs> like, yes, I understand that's on the sheet of how to make a movie. I understand it's on the ma- wacky Mad Lib, but this is one of those moments where maybe, maybe we step back and we're like, maybe... Kubert doesn't have to fuck anything. <laughs> He's got that nose. I mean... <laughs> well, his nose is a penis and vagina at the same time. Yeah, so, I mean, right. he's, yeah. he's ready he, to go. He's, <laughs> he's down. He's, he's GTF. You go. throw anything at him and he's got. He's ready for it. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I, I take it back. Kubert's a raw dog and nasty bitch. I, that was a terrible example. <laughs> I'm going, I'm I think gonna... it says that in the manuals I remember reading. <laughs> That's the first line in yeah. the, in the well, that's what That's oh, what he's saying nasty. when all those like uh, asterisk, exclamation point, question mark appears above his head. <laughs> I'm a raw dog and nasty bitch. Oh, yes. I think it also gets a little bit to the uh, Jurassic Park line of could versus should. Uh, just because there's a popular video game. To kind of, to kind Not to defend the art of movie making, but what you were saying, Corey, is like you do have to whatever your story is, you have to create a purpose. Why do we care? And what are, mm-hmm. how are we going from A to B? And why do we, you know, along the way, but like not every video game has that. Right. And 
perhaps, and I've and I've as I found out as I started thinking through how to adapt, it was like, well, what the hell would even the, the point of this be? But I, but for whatever reason, that does not stop. You know, <laughs> could versus should, Matt. Could versus should. Just because something's popular, that's what they just go. Well, this is proven. People like it. Let's put it in another exactly. thing. People we got like a brand. it. Um, but you know what? Miller Lite's popular. How come there's no Miller Lite movie? So it's because you guys know better. You can't do that. Shh, shh, shh. Don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. Ooh, yeah. Miller Lite movie. Hold on. Dibs on, Miller, dibs on Miller Lite the movie. Lite sequel. Movie. Miller Jam and yeah. Draft movie. Oh, my God. There's so many. Let's oh go. Oh, my God. Yep. So DVD. We can call it the MCU. The Miller <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Hey, oh. Uh, like, Ben brings up a good point about... Like, how disconnected are you to be like, shitloads of people get oil changes. Oil change, the movie. And we'll sell filters. Like, no. No, that's like, yes, I I understand like a lot of people need to do that, but it's just because they have to, not because that's what gives them a giddy thrill, you know? Uh, The the idea of, here's here's an intellectual property. I understand it needs to be hammered into place to fit into the world of a movie, but... This is like melting it down and starting completely all over. Like this is, what what is it about the video game adaptation that only brings out Mad Men and foolish, terrible ideas? Mm. Uh, honorable mention, I count Wreck It Ralph as a video game movie. Oh well, if you do that, yeah. then well, I'm just, that's fantastic. I'm not, it's not based on one of these, but I'm like, okay, Wreck It Ralph. I, it, everyone I asked kept bringing it up. I have to mention it. Wreck It Ralph. That was Welcome. good. It was kind of kind of based on a rampagey kind of thing. I'm fine. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Angry Birds the movie didn't see it can't judge. Um, same, <laughs> thing for detect- same thing for Detective Pikachu. Somehow the thing made a million dollars. Some a million dollars. <laughs> Think about that. A million. That's a lot of so dollars. dollars. That's a lot of millions. One of them. Um, uh, Detective Pikachu and Angry Birds were brought up as good ones. Haven't seen them. Can't judge. Uh, that said, every other one like we mentioned is terrible. I don't. Again, I do not. Re- I, I'm sure I saw at least one. I do not recall its quality, but at least the Tomb Raider story seems to be adaptable to a movie. Yes. Because it's about a human doing normal. You know, yes. like, doing a it's thing. It's about Lady Indiana Jones. <laughs> exactly. Matt, think of, we were talking about um, uh, the way we imagined games and like old games versus new games. It was on a while back podcast. Listeners, listen to all of them to find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and you had mentioned like, uh, we were talking about Breath of the Wild. The Zelda game and how, for me, I'm like, oh, that's what I thought that area looked like in the original one, yeah, but the graphics yeah. were bad. And you're like, I was pointing, I was poking, you know, lines into squares. Right, uh, right. There's just a different way to view this. I don't understand how the only people, like, is there a curse in Hollywood about doing a video game movie that they're like, only guys who have no idea what they're looking at can do this? I think it's that uh, none of the people with any power have ever played a video game. And so... Th- they have absolutely no base whatsoever. There's nowhere to start from. And that opens the door for all of the crazy ideas. And none of them are going to seem wrong because they can't, they can't compare it to something, right. to some sort of foundation. They take a blockbuster or that. And it's like, it would almost be like taking a very popular song that has a narrative and going, well, that made a bunch of money. It has a narrative. Make it a movie now. Like, well, that's not, I mean, it, there, the times I can think of a video game movie working, it's when it's kind of a loose adaptation. Um, like, There Will Be Blood is loosely based on the adventures of Lolo. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. So, it is. I heard that somewhere. That worked out because they didn't stay so true to the story. Oh, that's why the guy's name is Lolo. Yes. That's why. 
That's why. I wondered why they now named we know. him that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, a loose adaptation, yeah. But maybe it's also the subject material. Like, some of the higher-grossing games, especially back when people thought this was a good idea, when they were just like, the wizard will make all the money. Um, back in, like, those era, like, late 80s, early 90s, it's like, what was a, what was a high-selling game? Like, Marble Madness sold a shitload of cartridges. Okay, that doesn't mean it was for its a compelling story. It's right. for its frustrating gameplay. Don't uh, think I, I, did, I personally didn't think about adapting it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they turned that into Atlas Ball on uh, yeah, at, yeah, the, the Atlas exactly. Gladiators, but yes. uh, as a TV show, not a movie. But it's not a movie. Well, it's as a, a movie, event. it would be like there's a guy in an asylum. He's gone mad. Oh, but he's so, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's so emotionally shut off. He's so hard. They call him. He's hard as marble. Is they call him marble? <laughs> yeah. Oh. He, <laughs> I thought they were going to say, have you gone madness? Have you gone marble? Lost your marbles, madness? Have you lost your marble madness? (laughs) You see, it works on multiple levels. Oh, my God, yeah. So this is why we're already making this movie right now. Podcast over. Let's make this movie. Well, okay, let's shift into that. So let's give, let's take an old Nintendo game. Let's keep it in the world of Nintendo so we all Mm -hmm. know what we're talking about. Old uh, 8-bit Nintendo. Let's take a Nintendo game and let's really make a terrible movie out of it. Give it the real. <laughs> give it the full treatment. I believe I instructed let anyone have a say from marketing to craft services to an auteur director. <laughs> but for the love of God, no one with a voice of reason. Yes. This is how we got Sonic the Hedgehog with pedophile eyes and meth mouth teeth. Mm-hmm. And that's headcanon. That's my Sonic the Hedgehog from now on. All right, this new movie—that's not the one I watch. When I'm watching it, I see my creepy little methed-out hamster man. Uh, that gives me terrifying nightmares and zero erections. Um, and that's, unlike the new Sonic. Yeah, that's the, that's the opposite of the ratio you want. So, um, I honestly found that as I was ruining um, a movie. I found that my format worked for all. I, I picked a couple games. I was like, oh, let's. I'll try like these three or four. And I found my format worked beautifully for all of them. Uh, the only thing changing were taglines at the end, essentially. <laughs> um, but uh, but I found it way easier to ruin a uh, ruin the plot of a video game based on the less plot that the game had to start with, and the less uh, the more abstract it was. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys had any luck uh, picking a game, or if you like really like uh, like uh, waffled over it, or like agonized over a pick. I uh, did not try to do more work than I was assigned, so I did not <laughs> any <laughs> games. I picked one single game. It was the first game that came to mind, actually. Then I did think, well, maybe I should, and uh, thought about it more, and went, nah, fuck it, let's go. So. <laughs> Yeah, I no, I didn't do extra credit. Uh, all right, how about um, how about I'll throw mine out there and then we'll go through you guys. I don't ever, sure. I don't like to make people go first. Let me do this. Um, so, <clears throat> so I took uh, a 1988 video game classic, <clears throat> and it starts with Nick Nicholas Cage is Lieutenant Tyrell Tyerson, a peacetime naval officer at Riverton Naval Training Academy, and a high functioning alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> After beating a local Yakuza crime boss in an unlicensed off-track drinking contest, Tyrell awakes from a drunken haze to find out his estranged wife had never told him that they have a kid and that they've both been kidnapped. Oh, shit. Unable to risk a third DUI and having his license suspended, Tyrell takes the fight to the Yakuza, and he begins locating and then winning back the family the only way he knows how. 
on a lazy river tube ride while drinking. Nick Cage is Tubin. His greatest weakness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there were so many I was trying to guess so many different times the tagline for this movie is his greatest weakness is his greatest weapon <laughs> he just throws cans of beer at fishermen who are trying to kill him I love uh, the chase oh, scene man. on a lazy river where you just gotta use your hands to yes. push it side or to the side you can get out and wade faster oh. Oh my um, God. Uh, of the of the of the minute and thirty seconds I played of this game, um, <laughs> yeah, the fisherman walking alongside of you can walk faster than you. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of high speed chases. Uh, I won't say what my um, my other ones were, uh, but just if, if you guys hadn't picked them, I will say their taglines at the end. The okay. movie is essentially the same. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I've done. I've taken almost nothing by barely glancing at the subject material and then inserting Nick Cage into it. Two hundred million dollars, huge budget. Uh, nice. Who wants to? Who wants to? Who's got one that they think is ter- uh, is worth ruining? Sure. Yes, um, Ben. You, you so, knew what you were doing right away, right? Yeah. So I picked Bubble Bobble, um, <laughs> and. Which I assume you did too, Corey. So it'll be interesting to see how you did this. Because the uh, the real game, which I should describe first, because you know what? For a modern podcast, there's nothing like going back to 1988 or 86 or whenever <laughs> this one came out. <laughs> when a good portion of our listeners were not born. So uh, let me explain what this is. Um, so this is a game where you are two cute little dinosaurs. You uh, it, There's one single screen. Uh, you know, you don't scroll around, but monsters appear. You have to spit bubbles at them to encase them in the bubble, and then you pop them. And when you clear all the monsters, then you move on to the next level. When you get to the end, there is a character known as the Grumple Gromit, or in the original Japanese, uh, Super Drunk, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he does throw bottles at you, which, okay, yes. it's, he's like, and throwing whiskey at you. <laughs> you beat him, and you save your little dragon girlfriends, Okay. It's famous to me because in the real game, it also just starts as, now it is the beginning of a fantastic story. Let us make a journey to the Cave of Monsters. Good luck. And then it just starts in. Okay? So, for me, here's what my movie is about. My movie is about Bub and Bob, who are two hotshot F-16 pilots. (laughs) (laughs) With their call signs T-Rex and Velociraptor. (laughs) They're, they're, of course, played by Vin Diesel and Jason Statham. Okay. Lo and behold, the Taliban kidnaps their girlfriends. For some reason, there's a lot of hooting and clicking noises whenever the Taliban talks. It's, like, extremely racist. They're like, okay. This will play in America. Yes, exactly. So um, they release a video. The girlfriends have, like, black hoods over their heads, you know, and and Statham's like, pounce. God damn it. Um so the video, they say, in the video, they say, you know, we plan to blow up America in 24 hours. Okay. And then uh, the call is the pe- flash to the Pentagon where they say that the call is traced to Afghanistan. You know, they're hiding out in the mountains. All right, let's get them. So the president comes to Bub and Bob and he's like, you know, I, this is personal and I don't know if you guys can handle it. And they're like, oh, God damn it. You know, we're not letting anyone else do this. You know, this is for us. We're family or whatever Vin Diesel says in movies. And <laughs> he's like, good. I knew you could do it. All right. Uh, now you must make a journey to the cave of those monsters. <laughs> and defeat the Taliban. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, they're oh met on the fly. You know, they fly off. 
they're at launch from an aircraft carrier. I don't know if F-16s do that, but they do. And then they're met by Taliban fighter, pl- uh-oh, enemy Taliban fighter jets. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, all of this in this modern times, you know, all of this is like televised, basically. So people are watching, you know, everyone's glued to their TV to see what will happen. And the kids are like, what, they've got MiGs now? And then, you know, the, the other kid's like, yeah, ever since we stopped our drone strikes, we knew this would happen or whatever we're supposed to say in, in that case. Um, so, all right. Meanwhile, like to rally them while they're like battling the MiGs and stuff, um, Toby Keith gives an impromptu concert, like a nice. rally concert in front of the White House. And he sings a song that's loosely based on the Bubble Bobble theme. So he's like, God damn the Taliban. <laughs> so while, the, you know, that song Catchy. plays. It's in my it's, head. This is also the, the montage where there's like little child fighters in suicide, like suicide bomb vests that are the fighter pilots, you know, and they get blown up. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So they blow up all the bad guy fighter pilots. And then they land in Afghanistan in front of the cave, you know, and then they go inside and they're like, give it up, Grumple Gromit or Super Drunk or whatever they're going to call him in this one. The leader of the Taliban, played by Anthony Hopkins, who he's wearing like a robe. <laughs> he's got a cane. And he's like, well, it was a trap because I don't they don't have time to think about, you know, better dialogue for this. So then, you know, the henchmen come out and grab them and they're like, oh, damn it. They're, you know, they got their arms behind their back. And he tells them, you know. You know, your efforts are futile. We're g- I'm going to blow up America. And there's a big countdown clock, and he's got a red button in front of him. When this <laughs> clock reaches zero, I'm going to press this button and blow up the United States. And uh, everything looks like it's it's lost. Um, but then Statham is – oh, I forgot to mention. While they're flying those fighter pilots – they have they blow bubbles, so they've got like a little kid bubble thing, and that's how they they it helps them focus. So they just blow them in their fight. and you know and the sense. little bubbles float around the cockpit. Okay, so can we insert a moment really quick where when they go, I'm gonna blow up America, and Bubble and Bob will go, not while I'm free. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, they got you know it, it all looks like it's lost, you know, when this, and there's like you know 20 seconds left, and uh. They look at each other, Bub and Bob look at each other, and the Statham character's like, it's bubble time, you cunts. And he blows a <laughs> bubble, and it gets in their eyes, and like, ah, and then they, there's a big fight scene. They're punching everybody out, you know, it's it's awesome. There's all kinds of big noises and stuff, and uh, there's only seconds left on the countdown clock, and uh, they, like, hold each other's hands and do a big spin move, and he flings the other guy, uh, one, of the, one of the two guys, and then he takes out Anthony Hopkins, and they press the stop button uh, just that there's one second left on the clock. Um, and it's like, ah, oh, hooray, you know, they've defeated him and Hopkins is pissed and they like, they, you know, handcuff him. And then they go and save their girlfriends and they make out. And uh, Vin Diesel is like, God bless the fucking USA. <laughs> oh, ain't got no hope. I know and then, of course, it's uh, Clarence Frogman Henry's Ain't Got No Home Plays. I'm 
<laughs> Over the credits or what? Yeah, no, that's the credits. This just stops. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I got a voice. Yeah, it's so like the video game. It's uncanny. Yeah, it's exactly like the video game because right when you beat him, there's like a freeze and it's like ooh 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 ooh, you know, <laughs> right into it. Yeah, perfect. So that's that's Bubble Bobble the movie. Right. If if you didn't tell me the names were Bob and Bob. I mm-hmm. would have said, is this based on a video game I played? <laughs> yeah, it's something. Was it Bust a Move? It was something pretty close where there's like dinosaurs and bubbles. Cowboys and Moo Mesa? No, that was a cartoon. Anyways. Yeah. Once you set them in fighter planes, but had them, like, those were the, the their uh, lizard, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it? Like, code names or whatever. I was like, God damn it, this is exactly what would happen. <laughs> well, okay. What I- <laughs> What I particularly like about Ben's uh, pass on this was um, he didn't insert the main part of the character trait until the end. It was like, oh, yeah, and they blow bubbles. So you gave it the exact, <laughs> <laughs> you gave it the exact amount of thought that uh, the execs doing these movies would think about. Oh, shit. He also fights on the street. Isn't um, a bubble part? <laughs> yeah, he's like, every now and again, it's like, man, I got to concentrate. And then he's like. Just so peaceful when I do this. <laughs> He's got that little bubble wand. Yeah, he has to take his little mask off to do the yeah. breathing scene and then blow some bubbles in the fighter. Uh, there would be a fla- there would be a flashback to each of their weddings where they're coming out of the church and everyone's blowing bubbles at them and like <laughs> nice. so this is yeah. reminding them of yeah. yeah their missing girlfriend and then you know yeah. like Diesel just plays whatever. it serious. Statham's sort of like comedic. So you know there's a bomb that or you know one of the missiles from the enemy fighters blows up and makes his plane shake. Oh, you spilled me bubbles, you know? He's like, oh, you, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you so, shouldn't have spilled his bubbles. That is so oh, Jason you. Statham right there. Yeah. You really bobbled that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. You made me bobble me bubble. Or, well, yeah. Oh, God, that's great. That was a right bubble bobble. Oh, God. Nice, <laughs> man. The titular line. You came up with the title mm-hmm. and titular line. Both. <laughs> Uh, well, I, th- I think that 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 game is uh, sufficiently fucked over by uh, your development. Nice. Um, uh, who wants to go after this? I'll I'll go. I think uh, um, my I kind of covered it more through the lens of how they, they from the process point. So more talking through like the process of it getting fucked because it does seem like, and not even for uh, a Nintendo adaptation, it does seem like in general. Movie development is this horrific uh, telephone game where you whatever you put in at the beginning comes out some sort of garbled, uh, quite different uh, end result than what you were expecting. So um, I was like you, like uh, Ben and Grant, thinking like, what is the risk of me picking uh, one that you guys already did? But I probably I I did not see Tubin coming so that, that one, <laughs> not the blockbuster that was Tubin. Yes. Um, by the way, I yes. I have I have a guess of which one Matt picked. I'm... Hey, we've sold eight carts, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my movie is uh, based on the 1985 NES game City Connection. Yes, I have it highlighted ah, on my screen right now. Awesome. Matt will pick City Connection. I thought of that yes. one. <laughs> yeah. How did you know? Just because it's so adaptable? It's so adaptable. <laughs> so, again, just to set the stage, if you have not played this NES game, it's a, it's a side-scroller uh, where you are driving a car. Uh, whatever surface your car dri- the, the drives over, it, it colors it in, so they're kind of like dotted, uh, empty boxes, and when you drive over them, they turn white, although 
in researching this, apparently every country, all the screenshots were different in every different country. But the version that I'm familiar with, you uh, you you beat a level when you uh, cover all the surfaces. So you have to jump up to different platforms and uh, cover all the surfaces, cover all the roadway. Uh, you can warp by hitting a red balloon. There is a cat or what I used to maybe think was a devil or a devil cat who if you hit them you die and if there's also police that come after you and so what's not to like about adapting this to the movie but when mm-hmm. you really think about it though <laughs> in a movie lens you've got fast cars mm-hmm. police chases exciting locations all over the world balloons and running over cats roadkill this is if you can't make a movie out of that, then you're in the wrong business. You know, I think that this was a video game made out of a movie someone played watching outside, staring out of a car window and like, you know, pretending <laughs> like, oh, I got to hit the te- all the telephone lines. is like mm-hmm. one of those imaginary games in your head. It's definitely a game where they're like, no matter how playful it is, we got to involve some monotony. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, they, they gave it a killer soundtrack with Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto 1. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Imagine my shock the first time I heard it on a piano. I'm like, what? <laughs> the City Connection song. <laughs> that bastard uh, Tchaikovsky stole this. <laughs> so I thought, for real though, like this movie is going to be, it's a simple blockbuster. You've got car chases with police, you know, driving all over the world. So I thought, let's start off with a pretty simple format and maybe we'll make a few tweaks, see what happens. So my first thought uh, you know, I did start thinking about plot, like how do you set this up? Uh, then I I was told by the the Hollywood people, we'll we'll figure out the plot later. First, let's make sure this is marketable. So, the original. What's cool though is the the original Japanese game star. Uh, the car driver was Clarice, a blue haired teen girl who is credited a, as one of the early female video game protagonists. So I thought, sweet, this is perfect. You know, for today's progressive society, let's let's have uh, that. This is going to set us up for the perfect lead, and the studio execs agreed. She'll be played by Ryan Gosling, and she'll be renamed Clarence. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fair enough, whatever. Ryan, he, star power, he'll draw. Um, I, my you know, what do we do with this cat though? So I thought that was a little weird. Um, maybe we don't need that, and they. The studio exec said, we got this. He's, we're going to have a CGI cat voiced by Chris Tucker. <laughs> mm. Hey, man, now! <laughs> Why are we done all over the world, man? So I, um, the only request that I made was that this uh, Honda hatchback be a red Pontiac vibe, and they allowed me <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> they were cool with that. Because I, I was like... I convinced them, obviously, the draw of, um, you know, all, all those all the vibe heads out there. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, um, we start writing the script, and we're thinking about elements of, like, maybe we're saving the planet. We have to get to these different cities and let them know something's up to, you know, to save the planet. But before we even iron that out, we heard that actually Ryan Gosling is not going to be available. So, and this happens. I've, mm. I was told this happens in movie making. So they said, you know who is available? Vin Diesel. Oh shit! He is all in. He has a few. His his he and his his team have a few small requests. We do have to change the vibe to a nineteen seventy Dodge Charger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Vin's gonna look better in the Charger. It's a cool yeah. car. That's fine. 
Then they also said, though, instead of Chris Tucker as a cat, don't you think it would be better if he was played by The Rock? Yeah. <laughs> and he was a drug kingpin called Big Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and so, long story short, from there, it was really simple. The end result is our uh, our movie, Fast and Furious 10, City Connection. Yeah, I nice. <laughs> that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we made one billion dollars. <laughs> Only one billion. Yeah, it was a flop. <laughs> yeah, Matt, if you just told some, if you just said that out loud in a group of the right people, you would somehow have ten billion dollars. <laughs> you don't even need to make it into a movie. It's just, it's like when there's only three moves left left in chess, and like one guy just resigns. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 you win that one. Uh, yeah. You just say that in a crowded elevator. Then like, oh fuck, give him the money. Don't even yeah, I say that it. in a crowded elevator. Like later that day at the coffee shop, I, I use an ATM and, and it prints out my balance and a $10 million. What the hell is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was that time I mentioned that the Diesel and Rock should be in a movie, uh, a car chase movie. <laughs> it's about time. Uh, I am so pleased that uh, I called that you would pick that one. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what Grant picked, uh, so I'm excited to learn about this one. Let's see. Uh, let's have it, Grant. Pitch us a movie of a game that we will barely recognize. <laughs> we, uh, we've been pretty hard on these movie people, you know, talking about how terrible they are at adapting some of these things. And to be fair, like, how do you, how do you really adapt something like Super Mario Brothers into a movie? It's so weird, and there's not really a story, and there are characters, and I don't know. So there's definitely challenges. And, yeah, like... Obviously, mine's going to be really difficult to adapt. Like, in the real world, if you're really going to do this, it'd be almost impossible. But uh, I'm still going to, you know, I'm going to take a shot of it. So, the video game I decided to adapt was Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God Uh, damn it. I was going to do it. Wow. uh, This might work out. Black-haired clock collector Marty McFly loves nothing more than riding around town on his pink skateboard. After his father is stung by an Africanized killer bee, Marty needs to win the all-city bowling championship to pay for the operation that will save his dad's life. But the head of the Acme Glass Company wants Marty's dad to die so he can sell everyone his brand new bee-proof windows. So he sends his goons after Marty to try and stop him. Trying his best to evade the glass goons, will Marty, the ace bowler, go on a milkshake-fueled run to the championship? (laughs) That is so awesome, and that could almost be another episode of movies turned into video games that have fucking nothing. (laughs) Goonies, if you, I think it's even Goonies 2. There's a, like, the main weapon is a yo-yo, and it's like, and I'm looking through caves for, I got a yo-yo. I'm not gonna lie. Goonies yeah. 2 is better than it has any right to be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a, a bad game, but decent game. It has nothing to do with the movie. The wild thing is, like, it, going back through this game of telephone, we went from a movie to a video game, and Grant's uh, movie adaptation is exactly like the movie Back to the Future. <laughs> I was actually just looking at the Wikipedia article, the, the plot synopsis for Back to the Future, oh, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, see, that's not fair. Yeah. I was wondering why you could do it so smoothly. Uh, this is like a game we play where it's telephone and Pictionary back and forth, and things get crazy really quickly. 
like this is this is like putting a a, a sentence through Google Translate through every language and then yeah. back to English <laughs> and just wondering what you get. And you know, good so, morning turns into like fish sauce low today. And you're like, yeah. what? so yeah. he's into bowling now. Okay. <laughs> There's something with this glass. Why is there guys carrying glass around uh, and bees? What I love is, well, I just love how Grant highlighted how dumb that adaptation of a video <laughs> game was. Is there a bowling ball featured in any of the three Back to the Future movies? I don't movies? think so. I don't think so either. Maybe not even as a prop in the background. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think there's any bees. A bowling alley. No, there's no bees for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bees, uh... Uh, an adaptation of the the Killer Bees uh, tag team <laughs> wrestling uh, with Brian Blair and B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim, Jim Brunzel. Yeah, I tried. Grant, I tried this is to. the second time <laughs> yeah, you've had a chance. <laughs> well, to name don't worry, you can cast them. They're the two guys walking back and forth with the glass. Yeah, they're they're the glass just like goons. ZZ Top is the band in Back to the Future Three. They're you the know, glass you cast the, the tag team, the Killer Bees, as those guys carrying the glass. Ben brings up a good point about things being interchangeable. My plot from earlier starring Nicolas Cage worked for several other movies, including one, the one I don't have to give you the plot of, but I just have to tell you that the tagline was, now he has to skate or die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And my original pick was Elevator Action, in which Nick Cage just goes, something's going down. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, yes. And moving on to, uh, moving on to the wrap up of this there. So somehow we can't go from movie to video game or back. There's some sort of weird law of nature that just forbids this. Let's, let's get into, please don't make a version of a game is what I would like to ask. Uh, all the budding movie directors and producers who are listening to our podcast. We hear you. You've seen the emails. All of this aside, I would do a serious version of the movie Rolling Thunder with almost no extra plot. Just saying. I spent a lot of time working about with shots of a guy getting stuck in a bunch of tires. Um, <laughs> it's about as far as I usually get. Uh, <laughs> but what I would like to do is, um, in a section I call Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him, uh, <laughs> I think we should ask very kindly, each of us uh, picking one game, is there a game that please don't turn this into a movie? Uh, and let's just go. Let's go from. Uh, let's start with Grant. Grant, what's a game? Please don't make this into a movie. Uh, Final Fantasy. I mean, they made a Final Fantasy movie, but <laughs> don't uh, do it again. They didn't. They didn't adapt Final Fantasy one into a movie. And even though they're sort of readapting that now into a new game, uh, don't get me started. But just keep your hands off of it. Matt, you got one. I, I don't think it's been done, so if it and if it hasn't, please don't uh, touch the Zelda franchise. It's uh, it's too sacred. Yes, Ben, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you thinking? Also good. <laughs> don't have done it. Don't have done it. <laughs> also, Battletoads. I mean, it's just it's, it already is a thing in my head, and I don't want you to like make those into a new thing. No, it's I mean, coming summer of 2022. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, please don't ever make a live-action version of Metroid without consulting me first. Uh, please <laughs> don't you make... consult me, please make it. Right. Please, <laughs> you know what? They will 100% make her like a cold-as-nails, hot-as-ice, sexy space bitch who has to kill because she can't love. Like, fuck off. <laughs> it's a, I'm, he, everyone listening who is a movie producer, I'm a big, dumb Metroid fan, and I'm telling you right now, I'm saving you time. I would watch a movie where, without saying a word, she just explores a weird world, because that's what the game is, okay? <laughs> it's David Attenborough, but killing space monsters. I, I can do that. It will play. 
please stop making the movie that I know you're trying to make. <laughs> uh, but also give me $10 million. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Plus some points. Well, uh, little Captain Travis, uh, let us know what uh, Nintendo movie do you think needs to be adapted, or sorry, what Nintendo game do you think needs to be adapted into a movie starring the Killer Bee tag team? <laughs> let us know. Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. And to see uh, some to see the trailer from the Met, from Metroid the movie, which is already in post production, um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram. We're Free Legal Advice Podcast. And as a bonus, if you want to order the Cubert DTF T-shirts, uh, there's a link in our bio. <laughs> uh, and like Grant always says, uh, I Grant Steve Kerr, follow us on Twitter because that's where all the best Taliban content is. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us at Free Legal Pod. I knew that was going to come back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> And if you like the show, adapt it to a movie where you change every aspect of it, but we still somehow get paid. We're cool with that. Classic. 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 A classic bit. Episode 82. Okay. 1800s, Dickensian, England. Snowfall. Christmas morning, shutters open up, <laughs> an, an adult figure, a Scrooge-like figure in his uh, nightgown. You there, boy. Do you know the boarding house on the next street but one? The boy. I should hope so. Well, I should hope so. I should hope I do. Remarkable boy, intelligent boy. <laughs> do you know the lady with the giant breast who's staying there? The one is as big as me. Yes. Yes. Wonderful boy. <laughs> then he, he opens his robe. He's completely nude. Get a good look at my junk. Describe it to my lady and I'll give you a shilling. Describe my balls in detail and I'll give you half a crown. <laughs> Whoosh! Fabricate, fabricate half an inch and I'll give you a guinea. <laughs> back here within the hour <laughs> uh. right so, again, so she comes back tied up like a turkey <laughs> turn internet over